<laughs> Live from New York, it's Saturday night. <laughs> when, we, when when I get settled down, I make this thing full screen, and then I forget that I have powers. It That's is it fair. is recording now, though. Indeed, yeah. I see that with my two so eyes. Recording all of our careers, recording the word that you don't say, poppycock. Poppycock, spatchcock. It sounds like something you get from like smoking too much like opium. You know how you can get whiskey dick? You smoke too much opium, yeah. you get poppycock. Ah, I see what you did there. I like that. Yeah. <gasps> you like poppycock? Oh, we're in li- we're in business, y'all. The fra- as a phrase, as a phrase, as a phrase. As a phrase. Wait, what? Just realized how the question I asked Daniel sounded. I was like, he's like, I like that. And I was like, oh, you like poppycock? And I meant to like, you like the phrase? Oh, I like all of the phrases that involve that. Shuttlecock, poppycock, <laughs> spatchcock, <laughs> babcock. Shuttlecock when you just like, you ride Babadook. public transit too much and you're just too tired to get it up. Sorry, babe, I've got a bad case of shuttlecock today. <laughs> No, it's what you call the birdie in badminton in England. A oh. shuttlecock. There's a shuttlecock. There's definitely a badminton right there, I tell you what. <laughs> Dear fucking Lord, there's a reason that we can't well, ever Speaking of that. Lord. Everybody! All hail the Lord Dragon and welcome to the Black Tower Podcast. A Wheel of Time podcast, surprisingly enough. With as much as we talk about all the other things. We are. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Andrew. They made the mistake of making me the Bajan Mahal, and I have been terrorizing people with battles of the mind ever since. Not big I battles. Am not exquisite enough. battles. Enough. Egg enough. And I am Josh. I'm the Soravon Mahale. I am a uh, mental institution escapee with a microphone. I'm the Soravon Mahale. Give it up. Show me some love. I feel like you just described like 80% of people that are famous that have microphones. I mean, we're all gloriously fucked up. Embrace all the and- best ways. I am your Amon Khan Mahal, who actually seems surprisingly normal when stacked next to these two. That's why you're here. You capture the normal metric for us. Which, <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad for us. No, it's really yeah. not. Anyway, we got the Black Tower Podcast, and here's the intro! It's funny because that's actually like our topic tonight. The intro in my nose? No, just Black Tower. Just the Black oh, Tower? Yeah. We do like talking about that. It's, it's a theme. I mean, there's a reason for that. Uh, so is Logan. He should be. We worked hard. I, I, you know what? I refuse to believe that this man is not going to give us some points this season. 
I refuse. I refuse. What fantasy league? Go check it out. Hey Josh, Hashtag he's not giving league. us any points. Logan is going to get. You know what's going to happen in By the, next- the metrics what? for the Watt Fantasy League, Logan's giving us no goddamn points, and you know he, it. He is going to escape the asylum. He's going to kill some dudes on the way out, and he's going to start the Black Tower. I'm calling no, it right none now. Of that's, that's my prediction. None of that is going to happen. Why am I on a team with this crazy mother? Why do we keep letting him make picks, Andrew? Um, <laughs> because. I, I don't know question. about you, but I have this horrible habit of sleeping in on a Sunday <laughs> and waking up at like 2.15 and being like, fuck. Because I'm easy. I'm easy. It's okay, I'm though. Easy at least, like hey, Sunday morning. after, what, two weeks? No, three total weeks of goose egg points. We finally got two. We got points. two. So I'm going to pat myself on the back slightly. Uh, because the choice to pick up Loyal got us two points, mm-hmm. and the choice uh to pick up um uh Leanne got us four points. So of our yep. eighteen points, I feel good that I directly contributed <laughs> at least six. Yep. So I did not. I'm- have us pick Loyal, but I was definitely on the Leanne camp, so I also feel yeah. good that four of our points are right here. We share those. We share those. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's cool. So, I'm I already doing it, better at making decisions than I did appreciate on my the support own. there. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> hey, no, you've, you have gotten us the lion's share of points by getting land. I mean, True, it was 12 of. points only in the first episode, but... It's still the lion's share of our what? points. Why Why is Lan a whipped puppy? Because that's his role this season. No! Sometimes it's you gotta be a whipped role. puppy before you turn into the most badass motherfucker who, spoiler alert, because we haven't gone ahead and put that up yet, kills fucking Demandrin. <sighs> are, we saying, are we saying that Lan is in his Gavroche phase right now? Mm-hmm. We're just waiting for the glow up where we then somehow get he, oh, how many points he, that pop better grow up like like quick fast and in a hurry. I need I'm dude, mm-hmm. we have two episodes left and we just need Bane and Chiad to come in and merc an entire army of Trollocs, yeah. which is gonna happen. And we land need to get 120 to points in several Murdral. <laughs> well, without anyone else getting any points. That's the I'm assuming if I'm assuming if we get 120 points, nobody else is getting points. <laughs> I'm assuming straight off the bat. Yeah. Unfortunately, oh. it's it's interesting because, of course, if I remember correctly last year, I, I was trying to remember this before, and I didn't have, like, a, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't have the patience to go back and actually look at the thing. Josh, did you have Rand last year? I can't or did I have that. Rand last year? I can't remember who I had. I would have to go back. Why don't we go back? That is the moment. Okay, never mind. Josh doesn't actually know, and we'll have to look it up anyway. And so it's going to take about an hour and 45 minutes for him to look that up. So we might as well move on. No, I, Josh, why are you making that face? That's as long as fun. it took me before no, I gave up. Race. The reality of what we're doing That's is... my point. 
<laughs> if in the first year that we have other teams on, if we won this, it would just look rigged. So, yeah, that's exactly what we wanted to letting look everybody rigged. realize we're that fine it's with not that. rigged. That's yeah. true. I mean, that is true. Yeah, I mean, uh, I really want. You know, to on the downside, little, like, Amazon's not doing. Huh? I really want to get like a faceplate for the the belt to go ahead and like engrave who wins every year and just oh, like that would put be it on cool. there. Well, that'd be great. Because so. there's actually, uh, they used to do in UFC. If you won the belt, they would make you a belt and give That's it to true. you. That's true. And then every time you defended the belt, they would make a new belt and you would get it. And so if you actually defended the belt like seven times, you'd have eight belts from the time that you won it and the seven defenses. Um, and then they started going ahead and just having it so that they have your belt if you're defending and then they just give it back to you in the ring and there's like diamonds on it and you get a new diamond every time you defend it and then if you lose the belt and then get it back later then they make you a new belt Interesting. but if you are defending your belt you actually just get like a little engraving on it and like a diamond um, and so I thought that that would be pretty cool for, for this belt to like actually get something sort of engraved for it to like actually let everyone know who won and like put it on the belt and send it off to the next people so that like, all right, cool. Yeah. I mean, you have it now and that's really cool and that's awesome. Um, but these are the people who won it before you like that kind of thing. Just by the way, a, last a season, tally, if you will, by the way, last season I did have, Lan and Rand and Nynaeve and Perrin and somehow still lost. Well, yeah, two of those make sense. Yeah, well. You know, it's okay. Because um, we may not be uh, getting uh, yachts in this contest, but luckily enough, Amazon went into the lost and found pile and has gifted us all F-35s. So. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> mine's in my driveway right now i'm gonna oh yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah mine's out on our balcony <laughs> yeah mine should be landing itself here any minute now <laughs> there you go so i didn't spring uh, i didn't they didn't spring for the extra canopy replacement attachment but it was it was ah, the, yes just put on a, just put on a pair of wind goggles it'd be fine the the Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk uh, collaboration where you've got self-driving F-35s. <laughs> oh, yeah. I also love the the comment in the live chat talking about the F-35 at work, you know, the crash. And my first thought isn't like, oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. It was which one? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there have been several. Yeah. And plenty. Yeah. Plenty. But anyway, we're not here to talk about the F-35. Or, or an beer episode. for 23 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But beer and F-35s. That's right. That, could That's be that right. is a podcast, I'm sure. Go home, F-35, you're drunk. <laughs> it tried. It only got 60 miles. <laughs>
But let's go ahead and give a spoiler warning before we get into today's topic. Philly, here you go. Hopefully when I push the button, I can actually hear it. Son of a bitch. <laughs> the buttons don't work anymore. All right, cool. We're going to do this the old school way. Hey, you fuck go. your buttons. This is your official spoiler warning. This episode contains spoilers for all 14 books and the prequel. If you are still listening and you haven't read all these, you want to be spoiled, don't you? You crave it. Getting spoiled without putting in the work? Well, get ready. Here it comes. Bruh, I don't know why my buttons decided they're just going to be like, hey, fuck you, bye. Uh, fuck you, guy. We're not going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, because every time I open it, it's like trying to reconnect to voice mod for some fucking reason. I was going to say, don't you have to do uh, audio... Like the soundboard stuff through voice mod. Oh well, yeah, no, it's it's all connected, but for whatever reason, right now the stream deck is not wanting to reveal that it is connected to uh, voice mod, which you know is fine. Voice mod, keep your fucking secrets. Whichever one of y'all is being stupid and not working correctly together, it's probably Indeed. stream deck. Stream deck is back to starting itself by default, which I need to turn off. Mm, yep, that's that's annoying. But you didn't hear a, come here to hear us talk about Stream Deck. You were, came here to hear us talk about the Black Tower and the Black Tower podcast. And if you want to know all about the Black Tower podcast, you should go to blacktowerpod.com because that's your one-stop story. shop. That's a true for story. For all of your Black Tower stuff. I was there. I saw um, Well, your Black Tower podcast stuff, I should say. Including... The Gathering Madness, which is happening in, as of this recording, two and a half weeks. That's right. And by the time Oops. you actually hear this as a public episode, half a week. <laughs> yep. Yep. Couple days. <laughs> so if you haven't already gotten your tickets, go. No. Grab them right now. now. Um, them. I think the, as of right now, the hotel block is closed. Uh, the hotel the block closes release. September 29th. As a matter yeah, of fact, okay, I so send off three more days like, from live. Yep. Uh, once it's public, it will definitely already be closed, which is not surprising. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely come on down to Evermore Park in Utah. Come on, uh, and Evermore, gonna have myself not to be confused with single U Utah. We're in the extra exclusive edition Utah. Correct. In the famous words of Samuel L. Jackson, Correctamundo. In the famous words of Samuel L. Jackson, I have had it with these motherfucking snakes <laughs> on this motherfucking plane. You know what I have had it with? Quick, ta- quick fucking annoying tangent. So, uh... There's right, already the bad part that I get bored of working scroll text in this episode. We might want to... <laughs> oh, But continue. Well, Sorry. Well, I made so many cock jokes at the start of this. There's no way YouTube's going to monetize any of it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> Unless Josh gets really, really free with the sensor button. No, um, we, we have to uh, We have to do the, uh, the old-fashioned super thanks. If you like what you see, you have to click on the super thanks. Sorry, guys. Ah, yeah. uh, okay. 
Um, so I get bored at work and, uh, the best like short form video content right now is unfortunately TikTok. So I went up scrolling through mm-hmm. it a lot, but there's been the recent fucking trend of the bear with worms. And if you know what it is, I'm sorry. If you don't know what it is, don't figure it out. But the amount of times today I would have to scroll through 30 videos just to not see that same video again, back to back to back. Like, it's annoying. Mm-hmm. I believe now you. with that random tangent. But you know what's what not hitting. annoying? The jitterless, crashless energy that you get from Dubby. Mm, one of our partners true. at the Black Tower podcast. That's true. Someone who shall remain nameless oh, went oh, a little oh. bit crazy with the dubby. Dibby, dibby, and dub, dub. now oh has God. a all, solid all amount of it in his house and is going through the different. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> oh, I had a lot with three of them. That's a lot of. I'm, I'm no, almost they had out. like a they had like a super box that had like five. Um, oh yeah. Uh, and so yeah, it's it's a little insane, and I have so many days worth of energy. I, now I have in my to. Uh, I have to put in an order here in a little bit because I am definitely almost completely out. And I have to say, beach and peach. Definitely my favorite. So good, right? Actually mm. tastes solidly like fake peach, which is a flavor. Um, and is really not bad. The the peachio like, ring I'm a fan. Is so yeah, good. Absolutely. So good. Uh also the Calio cream is pretty good. I'm a fan. I'm not sure. Uh, it tastes like yet. an orange dreamsicle. Uh big energy tears. <laughs> Solid blue raspberry. Uh, the only one that I'm not actually a huge fan of is the the push and punch. Like it tastes like sweet tarts, but then has this like aftertaste that also reminds me of sweet tarts of like just but, but so not in a much good way. sugar. <laughs> like not in a good way. <laughs> so yeah. Definitely get yourself some jitterless, uh crashless energy. And use the code BTP for 10% off. Correct. And you too can be drowning in a vat of W. Like the Amon Khan Mahale. And you too. Love it so much. As I okay. them all away. So, <laughs> with it's, this it's one Black simple Tower discount time. code of BTP and an insane amount of luck. You too could look like <laughs> you too. I'm sorry. <laughs> gotcha. Mm. Num, 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 num. Anyway, okay, so what uh there is topics of discussion that need to happen tonight. Yes. And since Legend. I put this in, I will go ahead and talk about why it's in here and what I was intending. You take it out and shake it all about. Actually seems to be a lot of these topics. I feel like I'm kind of taking over the Black Tower podcast, which is not my ah. intent. You're, you're making <laughs> making up for when we went overboard coming up with the topics. There, it is. there we go. That's all right. right. You're That's just good. catching up. It's my time. All right. My time is now. It's my time now. 
It was, up there was their time, but now it's down here. It's our time. <laughs> All right. So, um, as you guys know, like my cohorts here, not necessarily everyone else, but uh, what the hell you call as me? the fans will now know because I'm going to talk about it on stream. Um, in the Black Tower, there is a dress code to a certain degree. Uh, it is a black coat with 13 silver buttons. And depending Rockless on your rank in the uh, Black Tower, whether you are a soldier or a dedicated or a full Ashman, you get two pins. One is a sword and one is a dragon. Penis. And they go on your collar to denote your rank. Um, now, in the real world, uh, at JordanCon, for example, uh, the vast majority of us have cosplayed as Ashaman before, um, as well as some of the guys who are, a number of them are great men, and we like them quite a bit. Uh, the BlackTower.net guys also regularly cosplay as BlackTower Ashman. Uh, and all of them and us have basically the same pins, which are effectively the sort of uh, chapter header, like uh, Far East Dragon um, and the sword that is sort of the like Badali jewelry, OG, also uh, sort of chapter header, Rand Tam sword from the books. But I was thinking uh, a little while ago, why? I get, like, in the original Black Tower, that having some kind of uniform, especially given that it is so militant, um, and the necessity for going ahead and having them be easily recognized, and also Rand being the single entity that goes to a jeweler or a silversmith or whatever you want to call it, and gets all these pins done, and gets a bag of each done, that all of the pins would be the same. That makes total sense in the story. Sure. But in the fourth age, you're definitely talking about enough men at the Black Tower to have finished up those bags of pins. And sure. also that the uniform for the black coat is a little bit vague, and so, of course, even when all of us cosplay as Ashaman, you know, all of our coats look different because it's somewhat vague as far as what that black coat looks like. Correct. Uh, and doing that that sort of thing. Also, I mean, when it comes right down to it, you would also you would probably have a number of pe different men at the Black Tower from a number of different places that would have some knowledge prior of different swords that they would want to be able to bring into the Black Tower. So you'd have some that have more, you know, epoch-type swords or fencing swords, some who would have more slashing swords, someone who would have more hacking swords. Um, and so, I mean, once they get to the tower, presumably the instructors would be teaching them a lot of the same sword forms, but also, you've got a lot of different experiences, so you can have a lot of different teachers for a lot of different swords. And so even your weapons presumably would be 
customized in some ways for different swords used by different people. And most especially in the Fourth Age, when you actually get Aiel joining the Black Tower, since they're no longer being sent to the Blight to just turn into, you know, servants of the Shadow, effectively. <laughs> um, they would not want to use swords, which is fine because the Black Tower already has a teaching of hand-to-hand -hand combat and spears as well. And so presumably, you know, spears and bucklers would be an addition to the Black Tower when the Aiel who are willing and able to leave the Waste and come join the Black Tower, but not necessarily willing to give all of their old ways up and don't want to use a sword. Um, all of these, in lots of context for my question here, in the Fourth Age, how much customization, how much differentiation, and how much individuality do you guys feel like there would be in the Black Tower? How much of it would be acceptable? How much of it would be based on your sort of that, uh, our, what we like to call gars, which is sort of the, you know, Aja equivalent of the Black Tower, um, and things, how much of that would be customized how much of that would be individualized how much of that would be up to the person making them or the faction they're with or whatever um what do you guys think as far as customization into the fourth age now that it's a little bit less militaristic because we're not having the last battle bear down on the entirety so of randland and we're just focusing on making weapons and now it's got to be a fully fleshed out tower and society and learning university if you will um <clears throat> so for uh, i think part of what the black tower focused on that ultimately made them uh as, as strong as they were it's not the chief reason because obviously they trained directly for battle um but uh, one of the few good things that Taim did for the tower, which is kind of ironic considering he did the opposite and actually divided the Black Tower as well, uh, was he no, emphasized the that unity. He also brought a shit ton of people in. So, hey, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. So what I was getting at was that like, he emphasized unity amongst the Black Tower um, because he believed that, much like uh, Loghain believed it as well, and many other members of the Black Tower did, that the division into Aja's amongst the, the White Tower and their progressive, uh, well, not really progressive in, in the terms you think of the word progressive, but in their continuously mm -hmm. moving forward effort to differentiate themselves by Aja, yes. um, the, the White Tower became weaker over time. They had less and less of a yes. unified front as an institution, whereas the Black right. Tower also had the advantage of being super young and didn't have enough time to really build divisions other than that, that Taim instilled from the start, um, you know, because alternate uh, goals and alternate plans. <laughs> um, he was that neighbor that was real nice, always waved and said hi, but didn't really speak yeah. that much. Alternate facts. What? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> there, there was a big emphasis on unity. Now I, I do, think that like we've talked about before that they will separate into into gars um or you know kind of like the the black tower version of ajas that will focus on different specialties um much in the same way that the ajas do and i think the gars may have different uh sword styles or sword pens that denote what gar they're from 
um, or something like that. I think that it's if they ever do allow for individualistic customization of uniforms, given their militaristic origin and the desire institutions that start off in a, in a militaristic fashion tend to hold on to tradition with obsessive fervor. Um, there are like the, the Marine Corps still to this day, and this is no shade against the Marine Corps. Half of the reason Marines we are do known that for enough already. Bars, <laughs> yeah, half of the reason the Marines are known for loving bars is the Marine Corps was founded in a fucking bar in what, like seventeen seventy four? Yeah, like true. That? Yeah, yep. born in a bar, and that is still a massive thing uh, with the Marines. So, and I don't know anybody that holds on to seventy six, seventy five. Okay, I can't remember if it was one year before the revolution or two. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not a Marine. Uh, you know what? I'm Air Force was in 47, and that's all I need to know. Because uh, we it. went. <laughs> um, that's all that matters. But, that's um, the only one that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so these it's, it's very traditional kind of like badge of honor thing to hold on to, um, th- this kind of uh, traditional standard. So I think they would re- maintain uniformity for the most part, where everybody would wear the same style um, uh, symbols, but there would be, you know, maybe different styles of, of sword or saber pin, or maybe they would put some kind of seal behind the sword or saber pin uh, to denote the different gars uh, the individuals are decided to go into rather than, you know, you're from Kyrian, so you can have a Kyrian, so, you know, sword pin, style sword pin, or, you follow this form of, of blade training, so you can you have this one. Yeah. Right. Oh yeah. Sorry i I just want to clarify there. I I like that you brought that up in terms of I was more talking about the actual sword on their hip rather than the sword pin because I feel like the sword the the pins are sort of an opportunity for like denoting again mm-hmm. rank and and gar and oh, okay. other things that's oh, the actual possible. sword i'm just talking about like again i've it's never been clear to me reading the books um whether they all have the same type of sword and they really kind of just teach the like dragon reborn katana esque sort of sword uh yeah. at the black I've... tower or whether they just go all right whatever sword it is you already know will help teach you that. Or if you've never studied a sword before, cause you're a fucking farmer from a small village and have never picked one up, then we'll go ahead and give you one and teach you that one. But like, it's never been quite clear what sword training at the black tower looks like. Like if you have a nobleman who showed up and actually knows what they're doing with a fencing sword, do you replace that with a new sword and go, hey, no, here at the Black Tower, we only teach this one. Like, I, that seems I, inefficient. And yet, for like, you know, for actual weaponry, I think I think it would be uniform. Um, just because of the, the simple fact of so, um, again, to use the U.S. military as an example. Regardless of branch, well, regardless of special speciality or job code, that's what Robert. Everyone Jordan that joins the United States military goes in and initially does um, marksmanship training or rifle training mm-hmm. with generally the M16A2. Um, Correct. That's what you get in basic because it is uniform. It's across the board. The same thing that works on one M16 works on the others. 
Right. And you don't have to worry about people fucking with the buttstock and breaking that because they definitely do that um, with the newer like M4. Um, now that's going to change a little bit as different branches decide that they need to be extra fucking special and differentiate weaponry again because um, that always works out so well. Um, but I, well, we I think it would be uniform. like everybody. Yeah. Well, we would if the Marine Corps, again, didn't decide they were going to buy the copyright and hold on to the copyright for Marpet. Um, Wait, but, you know, do they actually make a rifle out of crayon? <laughs> I mean, it can. So, don't be wrong. I, I appreciate the entrepreneurship of the Marine Corps holding on to that shit, but literally for OCP, we just changed a couple like shades of colors and made the same fucking thing. Yeah. Less digitized. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I say we, that was the army. But um, anyway, I think it would still be like everybody would have to pass like some symbol, some, some style of like basic common sword form training um but then maybe after that like if you had some training and something else like if you could prove yourself at least as efficient maybe you could carry your own but i think by standard everybody would carry like the the same the same weapon that's fair all right josh you have been relatively quiet here because we have been talking (laughs) give us your general thought about all of this obviously have time to respond to either me or andrew as well but but start with sort of your general thoughts as far as my initial question and then also go into responses as well one one of the things one of the things that i want to hit on real quick is that in the early days of the black tower you you are correct. The description we're given is that it is a long black coat with a high collar and so many buttons. Cool, great, awesome, mm-hmm. wonderful. They do oh, actually rough. make a point to illustrate that the material the coat is made from varies from person to person, right? Correct. It's part of where the variants are yeah, starts. Exactly. So a nobleman may come in with like some fucking linen and silk because they can afford it. Um, whereas, you know, everyone from the two rivers is coming in with a stout wool. Two rivers Two rivers wool, wool baby. That's where it's at right there. Especially now that they don't have Ooh, to uh, feel the heat or the cold. They can just put on a nice two rivers, a good stout two rivers wool, call it a day. So... In the beginning, there's going to be a large, like, variance, (laughs) large variation in materials and weapons. You're you're looking at sort of like a continental uh, U.S. militia, right? Where in the original days, people were required to provide their own firearms Mm -hmm. to join continental militia. Yeah, Mm -hmm. exactly. And so I feel like I feel like in the early days of the tower, you're absolutely right. They test to see if they can touch Sidene. If they can, they're like, cool. Um, bring what is that? That's the spear. Cool. Yeah, cool. Whatever it is. Bring it with you. Let's go. Um, or actually, maybe a spear. They might just be like, yeah, give it to them. You don't need it anymore. But if it's a sword, it's like, hey, that's a sword. Bring it with. You're going to need that. They're not going to get Heron Mark swords. And we. Well, of course not. We, we do get the impression, I don't know that it's ever canonized, Ooh, God, that all Mark swords are the same style of sword. I don't know that Oh, it's we actually ever... get confirmation that we don't, or that they're not. That you can have a Mark blade. In the books, we actually get... Now, lands, 
or not lands. Uh, sorry, uh, Turoks and Rands actually are, and he mentions that at some point. However, uh, later the TV on, TV shows land... ruining the book canon again. Sorry, couldn't how help so? It. Anyway, we haven't seen Turok's sword yet. Shut yes, your we have. mouth. <laughs> And, uh, sorry, I, it does have a sorry. Hand, so. I apologize. Let me be more clear. We have not seen Turok fight Rand with a heron mark, and therefore you cannot say such <laughs> I would not say such things I if would. I were you. Uh, but no, uh, but even, whoa. In the books, uh, we do actually get confirmation that <laughs> later on, um, there is when when Rand goes to meet with the Karian and Lords in disguise outside of Karian, he is challenged by another blade master, and that is described as a different sword with okay. Heron Mark. Okay. And so again, I'm not mm. I can't guarantee that all of them would be different or blah blah blah, but I imagine that the Heron Mark is about the mastery of the thing. And so again, if you master the the epoch or the rapier and you sure. actually defeat enough blade masters at with a rapier, again, one of the ways to get a heron mark blade is just to kill a man with a heron mark blade and take it. Right. But the other way to do it is defeat a certain number of heron mark blade owners or blade masters and then just call yourself a blade master and get a heron on your blade if you will so which begs the question like who started like do we know where the heron mark tradition comes from because that no, carries across like that's randland that happened so the only place we don't see it in uh understandably is the ios because it's hard to have a heron mark sword <laughs> if you don't use swords that's, yeah. <laughs> um, we don't see it in Sara, but you know, to be fair, we don't see anything else in fucking Sara. So right. there's that. Um, but we see. It I'm in, guess that it's an Arthur thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm guessing because that would make maybe sense. it comes if from the like, descendants of Arthur Hawkwing also have it after leaving Randland. I would yeah. imagine that it is a tradition oh, brought a by Arthur Hawkwing's descendants with them to Sean Chan and then back to Randland afterwards. Yeah, also, actually, as, I will also say though, like okay, contest thing. I want to throw out there the only Sean Chan that we actually see with a Heronmark blade or that seems to really mention it is Turok. Right? Am I am I wrong about that? I'm pretty sure that's true. And if we're being completely yeah. honest, Turok is an outlier. With the Sean Chan. He absolutely is sitting there basically being kind of a glorified combating historian. And he's sitting there with this, you know, cabinet of curiosities basically being like, I'm here because I love interesting old stuff. And these Quendiar seals are dope. And I love this Heron <laughs> Mark blade on my hip. And the Horn of Valir is amazing. And I'm not going to blow it myself. It's going to sit on my shelf until someone steals it. Like, he actually seems like kind of... He seems like the Agent Coulson of the Sean Chan. If you understand that reference. And so it seems like a lot of the other Sean Chan don't care for that old tradition. Hmm. But Turok is sitting there being like, 
tradition is what keeps us alive. And like, you know, I love these old history things and I'm the Indiana Jones of the Sean. <laughs> I think I can see something like that. Anyway, my, my point being, I feel like in the beginning of at the Black Tower, you've got coats from different materials. You've got swords mm-hmm. of different makes and shapes and qualities. And because it really is, it really is a militia. It's a Minuteman militia. Um, and they're, they're doing everything they can to train and get up to speed and prepare for the last battle. That, that is literally their one mandate mission. And the only thing that they can and want to do is to prepare for Tarman Gaiden. And I feel like, I feel like your question is, is, is great because going into the fourth age, the first thing Loghain has to do internally Right, you, you as as a leader, you've got external goals, you've got internal goals, but as far as internally, intra organizationally, he needs to establish a hierarchy and a rank structure and a rank organization, organization, and establish a a a a kind of uniformity. Um, now I do believe that the swords that are issued by the Black Tower will eventually be a standard make for three reasons. One, um, it, is, it, it, it is going to be the iconic sword of all that is a guardian, right? When you think about Heronmark, you think about a certain type of sword. When you think about the Ashaman, you're going to think of a certain type of sword. And that's just something that would be a real smart thing for Loghain to do. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Andrew doing his best Aiel impersonation. <laughs> um, I'd behind chair. Reveal yourself only when want to. <laughs> the second reason I think that the, the, the make and shape is going to be standardized is training, as, as Andrew kind of hit on earlier. It's going to be so much easier to train a hundred people to use a sword, at least initially. Oh, absolutely. Then it yes. will be to have, like you were saying, if someone's got an epoch and someone's got a rapier and someone's got a katana, someone's got a scimitar, someone's got an S-Doc. Like if you got all these different swords, these are all very different swords with very Extremely. different functions. Yeah. You know, you, you, <laughs> it's like the age-old uh, question. My, I had a hand-and-a-half bastard sword, and uh, my buddy had a rapier, and we were like, who would win in a fight? And I was like, the rapier, because it's faster. And he's like, the hand-and-a-half bastard sword, because it's stronger. And I was like, well, let's duel and find out. And I almost stuck his eye out. It was a As good time. doesn't know the names of swords, I just fucking short-circuited it, that name. <laughs> but... But the the the, right. the it's going to be standardized. We're just going to walk that. past that apparently. <laughs> and then the third reason, yeah, we're just going, we're just moving on. The third reason That's is going to be that is because hand and a half part, bastard. That's right. Part of the training regiment for probably dedicated will be forging weapons using the one power. Oh, absolutely. I I completely and, agree with that. After 
fuck, what's it? Nailed? Nailed oh, uh, rediscovered it. Yeah. Fucking. I think so, yeah. Absolutely no it, Ashiman is going to walk around without a power power no. rot blade. It, and so and so you're going to have, not only will you have a standard size and shape, you're going to have a standard, you know, power rot standard size and issue weapon. No, and the cool thing about this, I, I actually really like it. Now, to 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 bridge across to where I think Daniel's getting at here, and something I actually quite agree with, there will be some diversification in different things across the board when it comes to the Black Tower. I think... First of all, first and foremost, you've already got the Baijan Mihail and the Sorovan Mihail that have like embroidery on their sleeves, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So you're going to have symbols that encapsulate a particular gar. Mm-hmm. The Sorovan gar will be encapsulated with blue lightning. You know, great, cool, awesome, wonderful, perfect. How is that going to be represented in the gar? I don't know. Uh, they're not going to have an entire sleeve embroidered. There's, see, there's the Sorvon gar. That's it right there. Um, they're not going to have, uh, which, by the way, that's a design. We've got that. We should actually, do we have that I, I like shirt? the, I, uh, uh, we don't have it on a shirt, but we have it on a We need to put it on a shirt. I'm going to put yeah. it on a shirt. Um, You're going to be able to purchase but, your own icon on a shirt that's happening. Doing yeah. that. But, uh, someone in the, in the live chat mentioned, uh, about like embroidery and everything on the sleeves. And I, I like the idea. I think it would look cool. I think it could be a thing for the Mahales of the different Gars to get it embroidered yes. on their coats, like uh, campaign tabs and stuff like that. But for the, um, as uh, as that one dude from Life of Brian would say, the common Zodui, I don't think they would do that. <laughs> they would have standard, standard uniforms um, that don't get that. I mean, yeah, that is common for, for uh, modern day uh, military dress uniforms. But I think it would be too much, at least in the early days, you know, until they move into the three-piece suit era of the first age again. I, I don't see them doing it. Yes, Daniel, my good sir. So I have three new questions that I have thought up while you guys were doing. Uh, and these are questions. a little bit sort of more yes or no. They're probably not going to have a ton going into them. Um, but I don't know. Uh, so number one, we have not actually established in our own fanfic very much. Uh, oh, yeah. We at have one what those. point do you think that the Gars actually are a thing? Like, can you join up from the day you join? Or are you a soldier and then, you know, again, fairly akin to the White Tower? Because I don't think that the White Tower actually gets it all wrong. But when no. you actually look back, I'm going I'm to... Go off on a tangent for a moment. No. I will ask actually you ask don't these do questions in a moment. I know. Uh, but the White Tower is formed as lots of little groups that are grabbed and brought into one single fold. That is how the inception of the White Tower works. 
and how the inception of the Ajahs work. Because there are lots of smaller groups of women who can channel who are around after the breaking, and they're just like, this is what we think is important, which is why we're together, and why we have formed this group, and we're going to do our thing. And then one particularly powerful and or leadership conscious person runs around going, hey, instead of being this group here and that group there and this other group over there, how about we all be one group of Aes Sedai who is located in a single place? And half of them go, fuck no, y'all don't care about the same things we do. And she goes, we don't have to. We just do all of that same stuff from the tower. And then they all go, yeah, okay, I guess that makes sense. And then the white tower is kind of formed. And again, I don't know what concessions were actually needed to be made or what, you know, terms and conditions were actually set up that, okay, well, all of us need to do like this kind of thing or how much of those sort of came about over time or whatever. But in a lot of ways, it's lots of different groups of Aes Sedai who come together to form the White Tower and each of those purposes kind of becomes their own Aja. With, I imagine, a lot of smaller sort of subsets that get sort of gobbled up by the larger Aja and then sort of by the larger tower in, in general. The Black Tower is lots of individual men who get brought to the Black Tower for a single purpose which is Tarman Gaiden. Now, after Tarman Gaiden, there is already still sen that sense of unity. There is already that sense of, we came to the Black Tower to be part of the Black Tower. But at the same time, again, when it comes right down to it, similarly to the Aes Sedai, each of those men is going to have their own purpose for having come to the Black Tower. And therefore, you want, in a lot of ways to delineate that and you don't want it to bring in division among your your members but again it's kind of that idea of the white tower already had those and then got brought together the black tower has unity and then sort of brings it out now again i don't want that to sound like i think that like the white tower is worse than the black tower or like whatever no the black tower has plenty of problems they absolutely had mazarin time fucking literally everything up but at the same time it is still just a difference of inception of reason that people joined and the the formation of the tower itself all of this to say in a lot of ways i feel like that sort of bringing out of like other different reasons and things to do and blah, 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 blah is kind of a natural thing for humans. Cause again, I care about different stuff than Josh and Josh cares about different stuff than Andrew. And eh. while we are Wrong. all still sort of unified under that thing, <laughs> it is still going to be a little bit different for each of us. So it's kind of natural that you would start to get, divisions but hopefully not actually like true divisions within that group anyway as part of that do you think that the black tower stays with that sort of idea that as a soldier you're just a soldier 
And as a dedicated, you're just a dedicated. But once you're an Ashaman and you already have that sense of unity and you already have that sense of tower and you already have that sense of we are all one, now you choose your gar and you go running around and do that? Or do you walk into the Black Tower as a soldier and learn a certain number of things and then when you become a dedicated, you get to choose a gar? What are your sort of thoughts on that in general, as far as when that would actually happen? I feel like I feel like in this particular instance, they would probably mirror the White Tower pretty closely. You've got soldiers who it doesn't matter. You are you are the grunt force. You are you are the mm-hmm. roughnecks. You have two jobs: learn to channel and kill the shit we tell you to kill. Like essentially, that's it. Um. Dedicated are allowed to study Sidene in more depth. Uh, they're able to specialize what they want. You know, I imagine soldiering is going to be very foundational, very basic, very across the board, jack of all trades, master of none. And dedicated, you're going to specialize. Still, you're going to say. Still better than being just a master of one. There it is. As many uh, people forget that that saying ends with. Yes. But but as a dedicated, you can specialize. You can start to say, I have a talent for this. I can study that. And then as you approach, you know, Ashaman, you've got, it would not surprise me if you've got different uh, recruiters from different cars saying, hey, you'd be a great fit over here. And then that gives them a chance to specialize even more in within the f- field of that particular gar within the focus in the Bajan gar. gar we have dental <laughs> but uh but yeah no i think that would mirror the uh, and then upon being raised to ashaman you know then you would fall into your particular gar and continue your your studies as a as a as a guardian as a protector as a guardian, <laughs> ah, what? Um, you get it. I, I agree mostly, but where it seems like in the White Tower, you choose your Aja based off of how much you agree potentially with their ideology, um, and their mission. I think in the Black Tower, it would be kind of like an aptitude or skill in whatever the Gar's focus is. So, like, if you're joining the Baijan Gar, you show uh, an aptitude for, for battle. Um, if you're joining the Sorvan Gar, uh, maybe you show more of an aptitude for just pure channeling uh, strength and ingenuity. Um, or if you're, like, skilled with healing, maybe um, you join the uh, what's-his-face that did all the healing stuff that was really good, but it always hurt Gar. Um, so I think it would be kind of more of like an aptitude thing. Like you can have your job dream wish list. Like, Hey, I'm going in open general, but I'd love to be in the Baijan guard then the Sorvan guard, then the, I don't know how to heal without it causing pain in your dick hole guard. Never, ever, ever go in open general. If you are, if you or someone you love is thinking about going into the military, (laughs) Do not you maybe going, uh, do not uh, take compensation. Do not go in open general unless you really yeah, love the feeling of getting fucked. 
Anyway, sorry. I mean, like, if you like the feeling of wearing like a fancy wool hat and standing out in 115 degree weather at 80% humidity, checking IDs and saluting people, go into the Air Force's open general. Um, I went in okay, open so, electric. But and, yeah, so I think it would, I think Andrew, it would be like yeah, more you? like you have your dream sheet of jobs you want. And then it would be, I think it would be aptitude based. Like, do you show skill or promise in these areas oh. as like a testing for which ones you're eligible to join rather than it just being like, I agree with what you guys say. Let me join your club. Well, I mean, to be fair, I, I do want to throw out there just for a moment that technically the Aja in the White Tower does have to accept you. So I, I can yeah. see that as a as a piece of the puzzle in terms of if the guard does not accept you because you're like, well, I also want to do battles. And they're like, dude, do you understand how many power rot daggers you've made and how little combat time you have? Like, no. Go yeah. join the and guard maybe, that is the blacksmith gar, like rather than the post battle, last battle the battle gar. But like at the same time, maybe I, post I last know. battle, their acceptance carries the weight that it initially should based of ideology. But definitely like during the majority of the books, them accepting you is more of like a numbers and influence game than it is sure. yeah, yeah. actually making sure that you're suitable for the you know, quote unquote suitable for the tasking of that Aja. Yes. Um, new question that's a little bit related in some ways to to a lot of what you guys were saying and, and something that I appreciate. Um, there's obviously a certain amount of just like men going to the tower and being like, I hope I can't channel, but I know I can. So, I mean, like time to go get tested because I got to fucking know um, and things like that. But after the last battle and especially after sort of people really do realize and accept and appreciate that Sidine has been cleansed. And while Sidine is still a powerful, you know, thing, and I don't want to like just throw that by the wayside as far as, oh, it's cleansed and now everything's fine. I mean, no, bad people can still get access to Sidine. But Sidine is not in and of itself a pariah. Um, yeah. It's not what bad. do you guys it's think about sort way. of like, you know, people coming into the tower and then just sort of like dumping all of their money into the tower? Like actually having like some kind of, My papa I don't know, I'm, I'm just seeing this like nobleman <laughs> coming to the Black Tower and just being like, all right, cool. Well, you have to forsake all of your like previous family stuff. I mean, not like all of it, because I feel like that's actually a big part of where the Aes Sedai kind of go wrong is the we've already seen it with the Jedi and the Aes Sedai. Neither of them ends well when you have to be like, no, you have no family anymore except us. Like, terrible fucking way to do things. But also, like, again... You do sort of have to forsake your former life to a certain I don't degree. Think I mean, they're... your life is never going to be the same anymore once you find out you can channel. I, I don't think they're wrong for requiring you to give up your past life. What I think they're the, the Jedi and the Aes Sedai are wrong for is that you must give up everything you were, and in exchange, you must give us 100% blind allegiance. Like I think that part... Yes, is is where they go more wrong. Um, That's fair. I can appreciate that. Like the same, but like again, like also kind of in line with what you're saying. The like, 
the implication from the books uh spoiler warning if you haven't seen all the way through season two episode six right now as we're recording this if the the insistence in the books that you shouldn't be able to go back and i don't know as a demandred see your noble family um and uh kyrian i think it's fucking stupid yes agreed yeah i said the wrong d word the mandred. No, there not the mandred. Demo dread. Demo dread. Damn dread. Damn. Damn o dread. Yeah. Damn. There we go. Oh, damn old damn o dreads. Um, it's that damn old dread going on. Yeah. So, because uh, I, the the whole kind of like, the fucking English just failed. Um. All right, Portuguese. The thing. whole like idea behind like forcing you to give up your family and forcing you to give up your nobility, which never fucking seems to happen. Uh in the TV show for Elaine, they actually like other than her giving up her fancy fucking pillows, otherwise they're like, Yeah, no, it's fine, be a noble. We don't really give a shit. Uh though we did just meet her, in all fairness. Um is it like you can't use all of that shit that you were kind of born with that that you didn't earn? Uh, which is a novel concept for most people that have over $500,000 in the U.S. Um, that you can't use the shit you didn't earn for your own <laughs> for your own benefit uh, because you didn't earn it. Uh, and it reemphasizes that kind of work for it uh, mentality um, and that break from attachment so that not so that you're never attached to anything like the Jedi emphasize, but more so the you can step away from what you're attached to do what must be done for the sake of a greater good. I think that kind of thing is great to enforce. Um, and I think the Black Tower already does that to a degree because they allow you to bring your family with you to the Black Tower. You can bring them to the farm and you can live with mm-hmm. them and you can carry on your life. But to ultimately, extent, your responsibility, yeah. yeah, but ultimately, your responsibility is when the Mahal says jump, uh, you don't even ask how high because you should already fucking know. <laughs> and if you don't know, well, here's the wine because you're crazy to think that Mazin's <laughs> name hasn't already taught you. Well, there's, um, yeah, I, th- I think you just kind of summed up in a up very the, painful and unfortunate way. But you know, I think you just summed up both schools of thought when it comes to this kind of thing, which is first, like you were talking about, like the Compliment Jedi and the White Tower. Sorvan me, compliment me more. Um. No, the first one is the Jedi and oh. the Aes Sedai. Feels remove good. yourself from the world. Remove yourself from attachments. Uh, blah 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 blah. That way, you will not your your mind will not be clouded. Your heart will not be clouded by emotions, and you'll be able to do what needs to be done. Okay, 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 cool. Let's say that's the thing. Um, but as we've seen, that that comes with problems. That comes with issues mm-hmm. because. If you do have attachments, which it as a human being, it's almost impossible to not develop attachments. Mm-hmm. And Yoda tells Anakin at one point in time, you have to learn to lose the things that you love. And that that's a whole new level of discipline. And when you reach that level of discipline, what, why do you yeah, care but... about fighting for things so much anymore? I, I am now someone who has no attachments. And I mean, okay, why do I, I I'm not really going to care about injustices because 
I don't care about people because I can't care about people because I am one with the force and the force is with me. And I know that all is going to happen is the will of the force. Don't you yes, bring Donovan into this? How dare you? <laughs> yes, it That's sucks. I think he's misinterpreted. I think Yoda's more so getting at the whole like you have to be able to and willing yes. to sacrifice no. what you care about but for the greater then, good. But what but often gets interpreted then. for the Jedi Order is exactly just don't be attached. And, it's like, and that's what and that's what Luke goes into detail you know, about. No Why would you care Jedi about Order, anything? Et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But but the Black Tower comes in and says, "No, we're not going to do that." And and some of this is probably Nazrul Taim no, being gonna like. Take I'm going to be the opposite of the White Tower in every way I can. But he says, Except if you also have a family, into the White Tower in so many different ways. He says, if you have a family, and <laughs> we they're get willing fancy to come training with you, place? They get the fancy training. Place. <laughs> we get says, fancy. You leader, get the black Aja. We get the black Aja. <laughs> we bond he, people by force they cannot afford. Great failure. I I just I All think right, that. I think that it's interesting that the Black Tower says if you have a family and they are willing to come to the Black Tower, then I want them there. We we need them there. Because yes, you are a weapon to fight for the dragon at Tarman Gaiden. But, but we want you to know what you're fighting you fight. for. We yeah. want you to know why you're fighting. We don't want you some zen jerk who doesn't care about the world around you we want you to care about the people around you in the old tongue ashaman means guardian who are yes. you guardian who, who are you guarding who are who are you protecting we want you to know that going into the situation and i think that's i think that's such a powerful sort of distinction now does that mean that uh ashaman are going to make emotional choices probably but there are strengths in both right i feel like an a unit of ashaman and a unit of Sedai, they will fight like cats and dogs but when it comes down to it they're gonna fight really really well together and i also like the uh i like the the switcheroo the juxtaposition there that the women are the ones who are going to go into it full rational brain no emotions make the decisions that need to be made because it's the right decision to be made. And the, and the men are going in being like, my passion shall guide me. <laughs> I'm an emotional being. <laughs> Has anyone ever told you about the story of, of Ashaman Plagueis to the wise? It's not a story the Aes Sedai would teach. Right? <laughs> I mean, it's it's kind of also like the... That's the big thing with uh for all you Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z fans, that's one of the big things with Goku. It's every villain he meets, the villain is like, I must be strong, I gain power by myself, that's all that matters. And Goku's like, But the power of friendship is so great, Charlie. <laughs> um literally that was his whole thing with Jiren. It's like the biggest fight they've ever had in Dragon Ball Z Super. And it's like Jiren's Bruh. like for the sake of my patrol. And then whenever he's about to lose, Jiren goes, fuck my patrol. It's all about me. Now I'm super powerful. And Goku's like, but my friends, Jiren, they make me stronger than they you could ever be. And it's the most Dude, annoying yet consistent fucking anime trope. 
But there was this guy the other day that I saw on a TikTok that had made a video of just like at Goku against every fucking villain in the Dragon Ball Z universe. And it was like fucking the the guys like the, the villain comes down and they're like, I eat planets for fun. I'm going to kill you planet because I can. And I'm so powerful. And then Goku's like, cool, let's box. And the person's like, did you not hear me? I'm so powerful. I can destroy planets. Why yes. would I box you when I can just destroy your planet from orbit? And Goku's like, oh, I guess this guy can't box. And they're like, I can't box. I'm going to box you. And it's so funny. So accurate. But it's like so it's like eighty percent that and another twenty percent. But the power of friendship, Charlie. Yeah, no, it's absolutely that. Like, well, and especially again because Goku, like in Dragon Ball Z, Goku absolutely takes care of the problem for like the first two villains, and then he gets killed <laughs> for every other villain, and it's just. All right, cool. Well, who else is going to step up to the plate and learn the power of friendship Wait, and no. defeat this villain? Like, No, he dies for almost every villain. He dies no, for No, exactly. Red. He dies for... Uh, no, he doesn't die for Vegeta. He survives that one. So he survives Vegeta and Nappa. But then he dies for Frieza. And then yeah. he dies for Cell. Yeah. And he's... I would say he dies for Boo, but he's already dead in the Boo saga. Yeah. The entire Boo saga happens in 24 hours. Yes. Well, and it's, again, it's the idea of, like, Goku dies, and then they find the Dragon Balls and bring him back to life, and then he deals with the problem. And then Goku dies, and then they collect the the Dragon Balls, and then they bring Goku back to life, and then he takes care of the problem. And then at that point, after the second one, where they bring him back to life, He's like, guys, stop doing that. Take care of your problems yourself. Just believe in the power of friendship. And you're like, Goku, shut the fuck up. So, listeners, you know those like that fantastic moment when you're listening to us and then like you refocus and you're like, I don't know how they got there. I don't know why they're talking about like Dragon Ball Z now. I know how you feel because I don't remember why I brought up Dragon Ball Z. No, it's good. Anyway, uh, I'm I'm gonna sort of wrap this up starting now with my final thoughts. Um, I'm going to agree with a lot of what Andrew said, but also disagree with some of it. I'm going to start with the disagreements. Uh, because I actually think that uh, in a lot of ways, the fourth age is the place where the Black Tower can find itself. Because I feel like the Black Tower was formed in a... was formed out of necessity. And so obviously there's still very, very much going to be the idea of that shared purpose that shared this is what brought us together uh, a certain amount of well we made this uniform we made these uh training techniques we made all of these things in a time of crisis but a certain number of them worked so we're absolutely going to still use those for where we thought they worked but also like again if you're not actually training everybody at the tower to fight in a specific battle and you're sort of just doing the, okay, well we should be on call to defend everyone against bad stuff, but we don't have a specific bad stuff to defend against right now. I feel like that's the opportunity where they would get more sword trainers 
and you would actually have more different weapons available. And some people would walk in and be like, I don't actually use a sword very well, but a Morningstar? Fuck yeah, I use a Morningstar like a motherfucker. And like they would find somebody who could train in Morningstar and some people would pick that up and some people would pick up a Warhammer and they'd have a scimitar trainer and an epoch trainer and whatnot. Because at the end of the day, now, again, it's that moment in the in the last book where they say to Loghain, we will now be proud to send our sons to the Black Tower to be tested by you. And with an influx of people comes an influx of talents and an influx of knowledge and an influx of individuality. And when you don't have that necessity in some ways for beating individually individuality out of people for the sake of the phalanx, you now have the ability to have people use their own talents to be even better because some people don't hold a shield and a spear super well. And of course in the phalanx, those people just don't get to be there. They just get cut. You're done. You don't get to be in the military. If you don't hold your shield super well and make the phalanx work. But if you don't have a battle where that's necessary, that means that the guy who's really goddamn good at fencing and the guy who's really good at bashing people's heads in with a warhammer can actually coexist because they don't need to be the exact same person. They don't need to be the exact same tactic. Uh, but at the same time, I do also completely with, agree with Andrew that I actually think that like more of the uniform would become uniform. Because now as the Black Tower is actually being taken more seriously... Uh, they have more resources, more people are coming to them, more things are happening. I feel like you get out of that sort. You graduate from that idea of sort of Minutemen to the idea of a regimented tower. That now we have tailors in Camelin or in the surrounding areas that are actually making us coats. And they're all the same coat now. And we have contracted with silversmiths who actually give us pins and things like that. And again, I do like the idea of like different pins and things like that to to signify rank and things like that. But at the same time, I also have to be realistic that probably that doesn't happen. The uniform is probably the same because you actually want that immediate recognition of who's from the Black Tower and that immediate recognition of who they are and what they do and why they're there. Um, you want to be able to recognize the police so that you can get them. You want to be able to recognize the firefighters so that you know when they show up that you're safe. You want to be able to recognize certain groups of people because what their duty and their job is, is important and you need to be able to differentiate them from other people. Um, but I definitely think that it's sort of that opportunity as they sort of spread out into the guards, into their, their sort of talents, into their... Uh, missions into their idealized sort of versions of what the tower is, that is a moment where you can have Aiel join and you don't have to tell them, hey, you have to fight with swords. They can just fight with a spear and buckler and that can be okay. Somebody can show up with a, you know, a club 
and that can be an acceptable weapon rather than needing to go ahead and fight with that sword because they're actually just really strong, but they have no finesse. Like those sort of things kind of are more allowed in the fourth age black tower because you don't need that. When I say kill, you fucking kill like that sort of idea. And you can have a little bit more, more individuality and more talent and more. What are you good at opportunity? So, so that was kind of my thought behind this episode. Uh, and I, I love the discussion and I definitely thought about things more and, and learned more stuff, especially I wanted to discuss this with you guys because you're uh, military gentlemen and seeing as how the Ashaman were absolutely by Robert Jordan built gentlemen. from the U.S. military to a certain extent. Uh, I feel very much like you, you would have good insights and I was not disappointed. So there you go. There's my final thoughts. Uh, and I appreciate y'all. And I would like to hear your final thoughts. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that I think you are correct in the higher echelons of the Black Tower. Okay. I think foundationally it doesn't matter. Foundationally it doesn't matter. When you come to the Black Tower, it doesn't matter if you're a lord, it doesn't matter if you're a peasant, it doesn't matter if you're a a tailor, a butcher, a shepherd, a tinker, a soldier, a spy. You are now a member of the Black Tower and you must conform to a certain standard and uh, uh, regulation. Okay. You must conduct yourself in. Such a man. In orderly fashion you as must you get your daily your weekly learn, dose of Wait, sorry. You must you must learn a certain amount of information. You must have you must prove that you have a certain proficiency with the sword. You must prove that you have a certain proficiency with Sidene. Now, as a dedicated, okay, cool. Like you said, I'm not so great with the sword. I did enough. One thing to keep in mind, you do not have to be a Heron Mark. Blade master in order to move up to the ranks of Ashaman. Now, would sure. it be ideal for every Ashaman to be a blade master? Absolutely. That would be great. Sure. Um, but it's just not realistic. Uh, look, I was in the Air Force for 17 years. I can't do push ups. I, I can't. Now, did I score the points that I needed to do to get? To pass my PT test, absolutely I did. I worked my ass off for that, though. And I worked so much harder to get passing number of points than other dudes did that were over there just like max points. And it, it's frustrating as fuck, man. But, sure. so yeah, so you also did better in math. They have seizures on the floor because they're like, yeah. it's fucking stupid, man. But so, so yeah, anyway, so when you're dedicated, these you're are the proven, discussions I love having with these military gentlemen. It, when you've proven, and yes, I will say military gentlemen until the day I die. You shut your Fucking mouth, Andrew. break 90, full extend, break 90, full extend. Not yep. this fucking <laughs> weird pump the jam bullshit. bullshit. Right? If you did Ugh. that and you're like, I did 100 push ups in my PFT, no, you did zero. <laughs> you're fucking wrong. Sorry. Please finish. Um, one. 
one. <laughs> yeah, no, one. You, that's it right there. One. That's it right there. Um, no, so so it makes perfect sense that, as you said, Daniel, that, that people are going to specialize and move off into different proficiencies and things like that. Now, how how fast, how, how divergent will people get in their studies? I don't know. Sky's the limit. We can do whatever the fuck we want. We're the Black Tower. Thanks for answering um, the goddamn question, Josh. <laughs> well, no, but as a leader, as a leader... If I'm someone, if I'm if I'm a a Mahal at the Black Tower, and I've got an entire gar under me, you, you and I've are got a Mahal at the Black Tower. I've got I, I understand that shush, <laughs> and I've got a garrison of Ashaman, and I've got one that says I really think I can fuck with this. I'm gonna be like, cool, fuck around and find out. Let's do this. <laughs> if if it's something that can help, great. If it's something that can't help, I mean. I'll say, okay, cool, yeah, see what you can do with it, but I need to see results. I need to, I need you to show me how this is useful. If it's not useful, I'm going to need All you right, to handle that here. in your private time. Like, And so, you know, so you get a real cool uh, sort of mix of what the Black Tower uh, could and probably should be. And I really, I really, really like that. Fourth age. Here we come, right. baby. There we go. Andrew, bring us home. What do you got? Yeah. So, I mean, <clears throat> the Black Tower, uh, Black Tower doesn't have AR 670 1. It doesn't have AFI 36 2903. I really which... like your fancy words, Magic Man. <laughs> First one, AR 670. <laughs> Uh, the AR My is Army Regulation. has no idea what you just yeah. said. <laughs> AR 670-1 is the Army Regulation for uh, for dress and code of appearance. Um, and AFI 36-2903, as Josh, I'm sure, remembers, is the Air Force instruction for dress and appearance uh, standards as well. It's basically where it outlines how long your hair can be. Can you have a beard? If so, in what mm. conditions? Most of the conditions are no. Fuck you, because there's no reason. Um, tattoo policy. You know, your the the U.S. Air Force insignia on your class uh, on your class A bullshit business blue jacket must be a quarter of an inch above where the seams. All this, all the shit. Yeah. Really intricate. Yep. Where some fucking nerd sat there with a fucking ruler going <laughs> here. Um, which we make hey, jokes about all the time. <laughs> we make jokes about all the time because it seems so stupid that somebody would sit there and write this extensively detailed and long document about where each piece of your uniform goes. And yeah, then you see your first true pass and parade. Not of the Air Force, because uh, our Class A's look like dog shit. Uh, duh, I fucking hate them. It's a three-piece suit in blue. Nobody wants that. There's, it's not <laughs> sexy. It's not even professional. It's so fucking bad. But you look at the, the fucking pink and greens that the Army had, uh, the infamous uh, Marine Corps Class A uniform, um, the Navy... Pick one of their 30,000 fucking uniforms because they have a whole <laughs> wardrobe of 36 uniform changes. But when you see all of these people 
and they're marching in lockstep with each other. Their left foots are all hitting the ground at the same time as their right foot. Their uniforms are all uniform. It creates this impression of a singular unified group that is well-trained, well-organized, and capable. And at the end of the, the day, illusion. perception for the military, the perception is reality. If they look like a unified group, if they talk like a unified group, if the civilian populace watching thinks that they are all trained to the same rigorous standard, then everybody's going to think that they're capable of the same shit. So when you get these illustrious tales of people like Chesty Poehler and all of these other infamous military figures, um, uh, not Kyle Hill, that's definitely not somebody I was thinking about, uh, Chris Kyle, um, mm. you, you kind of they kind of all want up merging with the rest of like the modern American military thinking that maybe not to the same degree, but that to some similar degree, each person in the military is capable of the same extreme mm. feats. Um, and it instills mm -hmm. a sense of confidence because everybody walks the same, talks the same, looks the same, mm -hmm. um, which is important to morale and support from the civilian basis uh, for the black tower. There is no Asha Manual 101. I mean, there may be an Ashaman Manuel, but so not an Asha Manual. <laughs> there should there be an be. Asha Manual. There will be. Have you been reading your Asha Manual? <laughs> it's so bad. How Fenton many dads were it. involved in the founding of the Black Tower? We, yes. need, to, we need to write one. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull out my NCO manual. handbook or my Airman handbook. Bro, I swear, if you pull out the fucking, uh, what was that fucking book? The Little Brown Book? The Little Brown Book? Yeah, that's the, the one. Yeah. yeah. I don't no, have fuck it. Fuck you. I don't have it. Good. Um, I can get one. And you there, never there will an, again. Yeah. But there, <laughs> there is a, a distinct uh, import to even the semblance of uniformity. Um, and it has an astounding amount of influence and power. Um and if you don't believe me, go and watch like the the U.S. Marine Corps Silent Drill Platoon, and tell me that when you get done with that, you don't think, "Huh, it'd be cool to be a Marine." Um, but also, if you don't think it'd be cool to be a Marine, I understand because you probably have a higher than crayon IQ. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I think it's inevitable. I mean, there's going to be whether it's a sense of um, of heraldry whether it's a sense of um, accomplishment, whether it's just an overinflated sense of ego, the Black Tower is going to be <laughs> this... Uh, that one. Mostly... <laughs> yeah, probably the last one. It's <laughs> mostly like unified set of individuals that will have minor differences that actually that mean more to the people inside of the organization than anybody outside. Just like uh, the Air Force denotes different jobs generally by a different AF, uh, AFSC badge uh, that they wear over the left breast pocket. If you're not in the Air Force, you have no idea what it means other than they look different from the other people. Uh, but within the within the organization, if you know what they mean, then you know, like, okay, that person's uh, maintainer, this person's, you know, force support, whatever. Uh, and I think the Black Tower would ultimately go the same, and they would try to standardize as much as possible um, to maintain a simple to maintain a baseline uh, training strategy. And as you get further up and you make it to Ashaman and you differentiate into your different GARs, that that is whenever 
uh, things will start becoming different for you. You get to specialize into stuff after you've proved yourself to meet basic standard. I do like that idea. I really do. All right, cool. Well, all of you lovely people, uh, whether you are from the military or not, go ahead and comment below as far as what individual uh, and customizable things you think that the Ashman could or should or should not do uh, into the Fourth Age. Uh, definitely tell us uh, if you are a military service person or a veteran because uh, Andrew would like to know because we used to do this thing that was a uh, veterans talk and I'm sure that uh, they would all like to do that again because it's been a while but um, let us I'm know supposed- as far as what we what you think we missed what you think we got right uh, where you think individualization would happen and where you think it wouldn't definitely check out blacktowerpod.com get your tickets for the gathering madness and also Check out dubby.gg and get your uh, energy so that you don't have to eat crayons. Because uh, dubby tastes better. Get some anime titty cups. Dubby do be better. It do be like that. And either Thanks. click the link in the it, show description below or use true. BTP for 10% off anything that is not already on sale. Indeed. And that- and that's what we got for you today. That's what we got for you this week. It is the BTP, the Black Tower Podcast, coming at you with another fresh, steamy dose of taint. And we hope that wherever you are, you leave here just a little bit more insane than you were when you first got here. With all of us here at the BTP, I am Josh, your sword on the hill. Cheers. Why did he turn on his, like, epic voice? Why? Why? Right, I. It also sounded mildly Irish at the beginning, like I. Keeping you on your toes. And um, I just. And I have been Andrew. Your Bajon Mahale. <laughs> and they'll never Bajon. <laughs> and you'll never see me coming. Talk about the stupidest fucking villain reveal ever. No, I completely Dumb. agree with that. We will have a fight later. Uh, I have been Daniel, your Amon Khan Mahale, and from all of us here at the Black Tower Podcast, we hope that you're having a wonderful morning, and in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Get fucked. Just fitting in In the tower